Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Celebration Presbyterian Church Markham. And uh, this is our Lent devotional podcast, uh, which is going forward until uh, going forward every Wednesday until the Wednesday before Easter. Uh, my name is James Yang, and I'm the associate minister here at Celebration Church. And uh, I hope that uh, in the midst of this Lent season, amidst all the unpredictabilities of this world around us, that we would be able to um, come back to His Word and fix our hearts on His Word and stop to seek His voice in the midst of all the noise that uh, we are bombarded with. Will you join me in prayer today? Dear Lord, as we open Your Word today, we open our hearts and our minds to receive your truth. We admit that there are times we don't know how to navigate through the challenges in this life. And there are more times than ever that we fail to love you and love one another. We are often consumed by our sin and distracted by our temptations. But in the season of Lent, we return to you, O God, to be centered in your truth, to be centered once again in your Son, Jesus Christ, who is our one true hope, the firm foundation that remains true through the test of time into eternity. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you for your salvation. And thank you for your everlasting love. In Christ we pray. Amen. Our scripture reading comes from Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 32. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. And not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. And after he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. And he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death? I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. 
When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied. And your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I have been slaving for you and never obeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This is the word of God today. Thanks be to God. Now, when we look at this passage, we're reminded of the love of the Father that waits for us to return to him from our ways of sin. But we also notice two other characters. The younger son, which is the obvious one, who goes and sins, rebels, and squanders all of his inheritance. Now, we can fix all of our attention on these two characters, the father and the son. But often what we omit is the, the last part of this passage, which speaks about the eldest son, whose reaction is all but happy for his brother's return. See, Jesus is trying to reveal to us the heart of God in the story. The first is the willingness and the heart to receive sinners, rather than to resent and judge those who are considered as such. The second person who already counts themselves as righteous, now that's the second character, the older brother, who returns from a long and hard day of work and imagine this in this scenario that you suddenly after this uh, after this long day of work and maybe you've been working all your life since you were younger and you've been earning your way and you're earning your wage and earning even your inheritance and suddenly you come home after a brutal day of work it's hot in the sun you've been working with the livestock you've been tending to the farms this bratty brother of yours comes home and then all of a sudden all that he has worked hard for the fields the tending of the livestock he hears that his father has called a party now this brother has squandered all of his inheritance and even cursed upon his his own father to ask of an inheritance of uh, of his own father pretty means pretty much means Father, I don't care if you're alive or you're dead, but you mean nothing to me. I should take my inheritance now. And that was dishonorable. It was dishonorable then. It is still dishonorable today. And all that he has worked hard for was to honor his father, honor the family name, honor the family inheritance. Instead, he hears of this brother and his, there's a party upon his return after he squandered all of that. And he hears his father 
killing the fattened calf and saying, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And to the son's dismay, the elder son's dismay, what makes him deserving of such treatment? That's probably what is on his heart. And where the elder son had to earn all these things and work hard to put them on his side, where, where he had to work hard to earn all these things, where he felt that he needed to earn all these things, this brother of his receives all this with no work at all. Rightfully so, he's without a doubt furious. Absolutely appalled by what is happening. It's unjust in his eyes. He wants nothing to do with his bratty brother who has returned home. But see, there's no happy ending here in this passage. There's happy news for the younger son. But the scene leaves us wanting to figure out what happened between the father and the two brothers. There's no conclusion to this passage. In fact, it leaves us in hanging. Thus, the focus of this passage then leads us to from celebrating the salvation of the younger brother to another theme, to the hurt or the resentment of the older brother. God's heart is certainly for the sinners. And he he is sharing with us, Christ is sharing with us in this moment, the heart to save each and one of the people who we consider sinners, the people to receive them and to take them in and to love them as ones who are being restored into the kingdom. But here in this passage, we are left with, the, uh, with, a, with a sort of saddening story where there is division in the home. There is one brother that just cannot celebrate these matters. Which of the brothers or which of these people in this passage do you consider yourself to be? Are you the father who celebrates sinner who comes home are you the son who's maybe been lost and now has found his way back to the father or maybe for one of us we may be like the older son we've obeyed all of God's commands we've gone to church we've done the Bible studies we've gone to Sunday service every single week without missing we've observed all of the religious uh, observances that we needed to to have baptism confirmation um, we've participated in the Lord's Supper every single time that it was celebrated at church and we never missed out we were involved with leadership we've were involved with all these things that considered us Christians but do we celebrate the returning of the of the lost son that we celebrate the returning of the lost brother or sister? And that is a question that we have to ask ourselves today. Is our heart that of the Father? Or is the heart that of our own? Of what we feel that we are worth? Of what we feel that we deserve? And is our faith based on what we feel that we deserve according to our merit? 
or is our faith based on grace and His grace alone? See, none of these things are entitled to us. Salvation is not entitled to us. Rather, salvation is given to us in His grace, in the work that Jesus Christ has done on the cross for us, not because of the good deeds and the things that we have accomplished and made. That's not to say that living a good life is not living um, living a good life according to God's will and His word is not what is required of us, but rather the reason why we obey God and His word and to live in His plan is because it is a response to what Jesus has already done for us. It is the thankfulness and the gratefulness in our hearts of what Jesus has done for us on that cross and in his resurrection. And so today, are we the Father? Do we have the heart of the Father? Are we the Son who has squandered everything and now returning to the Lord? Or are we the older brother who has yet to receive the sinner? Because maybe we need to think about our salvation and whom we are that we are people under his grace, under his love, and under his plan. I hope that today's word speaks to you today, this devotional. There is no um, kicking line for you today, but just thoughts that I hope that you would take through your mind today and to think about where we are in our spiritual lives and our journeys, and that hopefully that as we think about our relationships with the Lord, as we take time, maybe after this, after you turn off this video or this, this podcast, to take time to pray for a moment, speak to God. Maybe we haven't been in touch with God in a while. Maybe it's been a long time since we've prayed and, and spent time with Him. And I know I, I could even have more of that, even myself, even as a pastor, that we can find more and more time with the Lord. And so I hope that through this Lent season that you would find more and more time with the Lord in prayer, in hearing his word, and reflecting upon his truth. May it speak into your lives, transform you, and bless you wonderfully today. Have a wonderful and beautiful day, everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye.